Welcome back, guys. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sav. And we're on another episode of Deeper Than Most. Episode 28, to be exact. Mm-hmm. And what we got for him today? We are doing the Egyptian myth mashup. Yeah, we know y'all love we the mashups. Probably, nah, we don't need to number these, huh? No. <laughs> no, but you know how our lit myth mashups go. We're always drinking on a little something and getting lit while we discuss mythology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is probably one of like my favorite type of episodes that we record and that we do. Um, they're just fun and lighthearted. Kind of a chance to step away from the true crime and all the crazy in the world. So yeah, and we've been really excited to do the Egyptian myth mashup. So this is going to be... This is just going to be great. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, and, and what are we drinking on today? Today we have a nice blended mango margarita. <laughs> yeah, we recently got is a blender. It, and we actually, is it considered a daiquiri since we yeah, used Malibu a... rum instead of tequila? Oh, yeah. Then that's we ran out of tequila. It's a daiquiri then. A mango daiquiri. <laughs> blended with our new blender. Hamilton and Beach. <laughs> Good looking, Hamilton. Good looking. So, we have two current events for today. One is kind of not really a current event, more along the lines of just something that everybody should be aware of and should partake in because it's just so amazing. Um, And then the other one is kind of centered around what we'll be discussing today, Um, specifically just Egypt. So, yeah, you can jump into the first one if you'd like. Oh, and we're chewing on some green grapes. Because if it's not green grapes, then what are you doing? Like, honestly. You heard it here. <laughs> I need for the most. If you, like, if you grapes, like red grapes, go ahead and just click on to the next episode. Because um, this just ain't for you. If you like red grapes, just watch our first ten episodes and then keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, first current event, the Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone is a piece of slab that was discovered in Egypt on July 15, 1799 by Napoleon Bonaparte's French Army Engineers. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Little did they know, this one slab would hold the key to cracking the code of Egyptian hieroglyphics. This stone had three types of writing on it, including ancient Greek. Which is pretty interesting, because that kind of just proves that Egyptians were multilingual, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of fire. I wonder how they taught different languages back then. Oof, right? That's just, I don't know. I wonder how they did it. Because I don't even think they did, like, school the same, did they? I doubt it. I know it was completely different. Yeah, it's kind of cool, though. Especially back in ancient times. Yeah. Like, it's not just regular Greek. It's ancient Greek, so... Mm -hmm. The letters and symbols on the slab were finally cracked when some scholars helped uncover the mystery of it all. It shed light on ancient Egyptian writing systems as well as some of the civilization's major mysteries. Honestly, I feel like we don't even know half of Egypt's mysteries, but remember what we do know? We we do know quite a bit, but we barely know shit about ancient Egypt, which is kind of cool. Because they have things that they kept sacred to them, in mm-hmm. a sense. 
The song talks about the pharaoh of the time confirming his good deeds to the civilization and was distinctly made on his day of coronation. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, on to our next current event. This one is the one that's not really a current event. But still thought that we would just throw it in here because we are talking about aloe vera goodness. And honestly... There's a lot of people that know about the benefits of aloe vera, but there's a lot of people that don't. So, I'm going to break down what is aloe vera and why should you care? Why should you care about aloe vera? Why is it such a big deal? So, aloe vera is a species of the aloe plant, and this plant is known to grow anywhere in the world making it accessible to just about anyone. And this is kind of interesting because I didn't even know that aloe vera was like all around the world. I thought it grew just in certain places. Um, so it's kind of cool to know that it is accessible to everybody. No, it is great to know that aloe vera is like a global thing as opposed to just one region of the world. Yeah, it's really interesting too because that means it thrives in different, um, you know, Climates. atmospheres. Yeah, and climates. So, it is also a common house plant that resembles a succulent. It kind of looks like something like that, yeah. if we're being specific. <laughs> Aloe is one of those ingredients that pops up in almost every skincare product. It's just that good. Um, it's also natural, organic, all that good stuff, because it's a plant, duh. <laughs> So, aloe has many benefits to the skin, such as moisturizing the skin, and it can help with healing small wounds. This is by the glucomannan. Is that how you say that? Glucomannan? I don't know. Glucomannan. I don't know. In the plant. <laughs> that boosts collagen production to aid with sunburns and other skin issues. So, it's really good for a sunburn, um, even if you have eczema, just any skin related problems or it's even very, a small cut is very it soothing yeah that's literally it's like a soothing yeah. agent pretty much so it can easily prevent infection due to its antibacterial properties and can contribute to the ease of acne and i didn't know that yeah it's pretty cool i was a pretty interesting plant like cut it open oh yeah you could literally just cut the the leaves open yeah cut the leaves and open then, and get the aloe out of it yeah you just pull it out it's nice it feels nice it yeah it is it's really nice very hydrating feeling um all our aloe is also amazing for hair and it can be applied to the scalp to ease irritation by eliminating skin cells and diffusing the uncomfortable feeling of itching so really aloe is just that bitch if you want to be technical um, she just she's good for everything. Anything you want, anything you need, aloe vera got you. She's the one. Mm -hmm. Um, I love aloe vera though. I literally like I don't wanna say I swear by it, but it is pretty damn amazing. Just like coconut oil, you can use it for so many different things. Same, like with aloe, you can use it mm -hmm. for many different things. I even think you can use it for cooking. I don't know how I would feel about that, but I'm pretty sure you can. I'm sure you did, yeah. I'm probably hella wrong. I don't know, for real. But with that being said, we are going to get into these Egyptian deities. And I'm super excited about this. We've been waiting quite a while to cover these Egyptian deities. So this should be good. Yes. Hope you guys enjoy this. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sporting my 
Egyptian look. It has nothing to do with Egypt, but um, I thought it would work. <laughs> it's what? Yeah, what? <laughs> okay, so the first deity is mine, and this is Isis, the goddess of healing and magic. Isis was a crucial, or crucial? <gasps> Wow, fuck it up already. Fuck it up. Isis was a crucial aspect of Egyptian beliefs. Although today she is known by her Greek name, Isis. So Isis is her Greek name. Mm -hmm. But she was originally known as Aset, which was her ancient Egyptian name. Okay. Um, and Aset means queen of the throne. And she literally quite, or wow, she literally quite. Mm. I'm getting ahead of myself. She quite literally wears a headdress that is a throne, so she she's about it. I'm with it, right? Yeah. She was also seen as a role model for women and was the daughter of Earth God Jeb and Sky Goddess Nut. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I remember when I was doing my research and I see that and I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say that with a straight face, unfortunately. Um, she was married to her brother Osiris, god mm. of the underworld, and they had a son that they named Horus. And it's kind of interesting because, I mean, I know it was common back then, but I swear to God, every myth mashup we do, there's some type of incest going on. But then again, like, how would you create, like, the world if you don't? <laughs> You're right. That's very true. Um, it is also thought that she got pregnant by a flash of lightning or by breathing life into Osiris in bird form and then getting it in. <laughs> yeah, so there's two what? possibilities. That's crazy. Yeah, because um, Osiris has like his own little story where yeah. he was killed. And yeah, then... I, I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She is the most powerful and popular amongst all other goddesses, and symbols that represent Isis include moon discs, cow horns, wings, a kite hawk. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. And sycamore trees, which is very beautiful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Osiris and Isis were actually high-frequency twin flames and were a highly respected couple. She represented the divine feminine also. And the color yellow is associated with her because it means eternal slash imperishable. Um, you see it. You, you see the gold and the yellow. Yeah. yeah. I'm about it. <laughs> so she protected women and children and healed the sick. She has no known temples today, which reminds me of um, what which one was it from Hindu? The Hindu myth, myth mashup. It was one of my um gods, and he doesn't have any temples. I don't know, but go ahead. So the second god we're gonna look at is Ra, the sun god, and I know most people are familiar with Ra. Ra was like my favorite. I remember back in I think it was high school or middle school, mm -hmm. probably high school or late middle school. Um, you know how like in history class you have to. Everybody learns about Egyptian uh, or ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing like school projects and we got to pick um, an ancient Egyptian god that we wanted to like research and cover. Mm -hmm. And I believe I chose Ra because I remember like vividly 
doing research on him, remembering the picture, and yeah, all that fun stuff. But he's really cool. He's really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. like his origin story, I like it. So he is considered as the greatest Egyptian god, which is pretty interesting considering his whole origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, worship of Ra was already established by the time of the old king of, of Egypt would last it from circa 2613 to 2181 BCE. That's too damn much. I don't. I, I still don't understand the early time. Yeah, it's, Can anybody like try to break that down to us, like for dummies, because we just don't get it. It's pretty confusing. How do you calculate that? And what does it mean? What's circa? Circa is like just around. Like it's around. <laughs> Literally, it just means around. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I want to say BCE is like before. Um, just yeah we're just gonna leave it at that <laughs> yeah because i have no clue whatsoever because i might be wrong but yeah and continued for almost and his rule continued well his worship continued for almost around two thousand years until like most other egyptian gods he was eclipsed by the creation of christianity goddamn christian uh, so let me stop the <laughs> let me chill out but mm. <laughs> His appearance, most commonly depicted as a man with the head of a falcon and a sun disc over his head, and it's surrounded by a cobra. Also, yeah, he's Ra, cool as fuck. Looking. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. With Ra, he has so many different like forms that he transforms into, mm-hmm. which yeah, which is why you get so many other incantations like a kumbra or a tumbra or oh, so there's different variations yeah, of him. Okay, yeah, he has a I lot didn't of know that. Yeah, he has a good bit, and. His origin is said to take place in northwest Cairo, in an ancient city named... Now, I don't know exactly how to say it. Whoa, I-W-N? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, that. <laughs> but it was later <laughs> named Heliop- Heli- Heliopis. Heliopis, there you go. By the Greeks, which kind of reminds me of the Greek god. Of the Wait, no, Heliopolis. H- Heliopolis, babe. Heliopolis? Heliopolis, yes. Whoa, y'all, we suck. (laughs) Later named Heliop... Fuck it. Heliopolis, you (laughs) right. There you go. By the Greeks, which reminds me of Helios, who is the sun god. The Greek sun god. Oh, shit. Oh, it makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Paying tribute. I wonder if, back in the day, because it seems like there's a lot of ties between... ancient egyptians as well as ancient greeks mm-hmm. i wonder if they were like close like back they, then like if they probably like crossed each other yeah and, like, like work together otherwise for one just like we talked about with the rosetta stone why would ancient greek like that language why would it be right. written in the script if it didn't have some type of significance or importance and then also why would cairo eventually name this city heliopolis like by the Greeks, yeah. Like, why would they allow them to do that? So there has to be some type, some type of, of connection or a partnership. Ally. Yeah. yeah. So getting into his origin, the cosmic god Atum decided to start life when he became very lonely. So Atum is like God, the before everything. <laughs> yeah, the before the Christ. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he got lonely and he decided to create an island out of the dark and. Like the dark ocean, basically. And so this island manifested itself into the sun god himself. 
they just did it. It just happened. <laughs> so that's how Raw came to be? Yeah. Out of an island? Yeah. This happened. <laughs> how did they be coming up with this shit? I don't know, man. Life really just writes itself. So <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... They honestly weren't that far fetched with the shit they were doing and talking about Couldn't back then. Couldn't have been, bro. Couldn't have been. Cause like, what? My man, just an island, you know. He just a god. The sun god at, at that, that, like <laughs> the most like the greatest, the most yeah. powerful at that. <laughs> an island. Like, make it make sense, and you can't, cause it don't. <laughs> Some things are just. But it's cool as fuck, though. Yeah. So Rod. Considered like he's considered the pr- supreme god at this point now. So he stood on Primeval Hill and created the rest of the cosmos out of himself. So you know, how Zeus, the cosmos. You really? know how Zeus like created all the other gods out of his thoughts and all of his head. That's essentially what Ra did. He created. So Sh- he's like the Egyptian Zeus. Oh well, they actually have another god that's like the Egyptian. Like oh yeah, so it's a whole thing. He created Shu, the god of air, and his partner Tefnut, the goddess of humidity, who would give rise to Earth, who's Jeb, and Nut, the sky goddess. Oh, look well, at it, some more the of the sky. Jeb and Nut. Mm. My thing is, why is there a goddess of humidity? Yeah, they um. I haven't heard of that Egyptian, in any other. They mythos. um. They named a lot of their gods after like the elements, so a lot That's of them were cool. elemental. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's different. Keep doing what you're doing, Egypt. Keep doing it. Just stop letting the people open those tombs, please. I don't even think they'd be letting them. I think... Never people mind. Just Let me not it. say what I was going to say. So, now we have come to the time where we are going to thank our sponsors. And we will see you in approximately 54 seconds. And we are back like a butt crack, as always. So now we continue on, and we are going to look into our third goddess. And this is Anat. I think I'm saying that right? Yeah. Anat? Mm -hmm. Okay. She's the goddess of fertility, sexual love, hunting, and war. All the things we love as Americans. (laughs) <laughs> is, it, is it wrong? Not wrong, no. Okay, then. <laughs> so, Anat was considered to be the mother of all the gods or the virgin. Okay. So, she's either getting it all or she's getting none. I don't know. It's either, it's either you ain't never had sex or you've had a lot of it. So, I don't know. That's a pretty big difference. Yeah, like, which is it? <laughs> For it to be or, one or the other. <laughs> Unless she's just out here imagining. Well, I think she just represents the virgin. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that make sense if you over here popping out all the other gods? So she was heavily inspired by the Greek goddess Athena. Once again, the Greeks. I'm telling you, there's got to be some type of connection. Gotta be. I'm, I'm going to look it up before we're done <laughs> with this. <laughs> She is depicted as violent, but also an establisher of peace. She was prominently worshipped by warriors and pharaohs of the 16th dynasty, and she is shown bearing one or more weapons and is a Canaanite deity. Canaanite. Yes, and the way she's depicted really does look badass, though. 
Um, oh, so yeah, she's pretty We'll fire. put some pictures. Cool yeah, she oh, looks yeah. really cool. Anat had a strong lust for sex and war. Nice little even mix right there, you know. I don't know The about best of both <laughs> Even, but... <laughs> she was said to be aggressive and ruthless, destroying all of Ball's enemies in her free time. Damn. She, <laughs> Yeah, I swear. <laughs> and she must got a lot of it. <laughs> she would bask in their blood and would decorate herself with heads and hands and other body parts of her victims. Oh. oh. Yeah. Pretty right. badass, yeah, isn't right. it? She's okay. badass as hell. And it gets better. I can't wait for my third deity. Because you're going to be like, oh, that's Kinda a good scary. one. <laughs> it is scary. But, I mean, Kinda reminds me it's of cool. So, to continue on, Anat was considered to be the most beautiful and a protector of the people, animals, and crops. She was the daughter of Ra and was known to carry a spear or a spindle. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because she's one of Ra's kids as well. <laughs> they just have so many. Like, they're all connected somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting. And did you know there's over, like, 2,000 of them? Of Egyptian deities? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. And it's crazy because you only hear about, like, the popular ones, <laughs> which makes no sense. So, color association... Um to go with a knot includes Tyrian purple and this color is actually kind of like a blood red color so it looks more red than purple but it's a color that can be associated with a knot and honestly it kind of makes sense if she's the virgin oh yeah oh what <laughs> i can see why she <laughs> <laughs> She was also depicted as a naked woman with exaggerated sex organs. Um, And she was also accompanied by a lion, which was her sacred animal. Also, can see why she'd be a virgin. Because who, why do you just I swear. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be scared to step foot towards her. So, the next goddess that we have is Nephthys. And she is the goddess of the air. Ooh, I don't think we've covered any deities that represent air, have we? Like, just straight up air by uh, itself. Yeah. Cool. So this is one of the lesser known ones. Well, at least the less talked about. And so she is depicted as a woman with falcon wings, usually outstretched with the hieroglyph for house on her crown. Because she's also... Wait, I think I have seen pictures of her depictions. She's the one where she's, like, kneeling and her arms are out and they're... Like wings, actually, right? And she's got like a headdress on. Mm-hmm. And she's often called, well, she's also called the Lady of the House. Mm. And that's because she's like a funerary goddess as well. Well, but, that's not weird at all. Yeah. She was worshipped throughout Egypt from the earliest periods to the last dynasty to rule, which it didn't necessarily give like a time frame, so. So pretty much she was there from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Okay, so. That's a good thing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And she was also one of the five original Egyptian deities that Jeb and Nut conceived. And that includes Horus, Osiris, Isis, and um, who else? And her. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And it's said that her consort is Seth. Yes, there's a god in Egypt named Seth. But his alternate name is Set. Okay. And he is the god of the desert, thunderstorms, and earthquakes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, actually. no, that's pretty cool. And foreign lands as well. I don't know how you become the god of foreign, like, I don't know how that works. But Yeah, that's weird. 
Yeah, that's him. It's also commonly believed. Wait, who is he supposed to be? He's her like partner. Oh. So you remember how you mentioned earlier about uh, the death of Osiris? Mm-hmm. These two play a part in that. Or did they set him up? So what she did was she disguised herself as Isis and tricked Osiris oh, into having sex with her. That dirty. And man. that made Seth pretty mad. So Seth killed Osiris. Wow. Yeah. Leading Isis to breathe life mm-hmm. back into him. Mm-hmm. Wow. It all connects. Okay. Yeah. It's commonly believed that her relations with Set or Osiris spawned the birth of Anubis, who is the god of death. I love Anubis. Anubis is badass. Yeah, Anubis is pretty badass. The, like, the way he's portrayed, too, is pretty cool. Yeah. I love Anubis art. So... On to our fifth deity. And this one is honestly my favorite. Okay, well, <laughs> this or Anubis, because Anubis is just cool as hell. But yeah, Anubis is cool as fuck. But I can see why you like this one. Yes. So, my next or my last deity is Bastet. Um, and she is the goddess of protection. And literally, like, just the coolest fucking thing ever. So she repped pleasure and being a bringer of good health. I was about to say well. Hey, that's nice. I'm thinking money. So she was, uh, okay, let me read that again. She repped pleasure and being a bringer of good health. She was portrayed as a slim woman with the head of, you guessed it, a cat. Yeah. I, I fucking love Bastet. I think I um, also researched her back in school too. Her and Raw. Bastet's a nice one. She's she's cool. Like the like her art is cool too. Yes, agreed. And also, it's important to know that like cats were really worshipped back in the ancient Egyptian times because um, of many reasons. But I don't want to get into that too soon. We'll tap into it in a second. But she was the daughter of Ra and the sister of Sekhmet. So another kid of Ra's. He's got hella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's literally the god of cre- creation, so I mean. He created them all alongside Annette. I wonder if they be. Because she, like, created gods as well. How can multiple create all gods? Yeah, that's, that's what makes it so fun and interesting because <laughs> it's like. Bastet was the wife of Ta and mother of Minos. She was commonly worshipped in Lower Egypt, to be specific. Um, and cats. Just to give a little background on cats and why it means so much for her to have the head of a cat is because cats were very important and highly respected to ancient Egyptians. They were looked at as demi-deities. So they weren't even looked at as pets or animals. Like They were actually looked at as kind of like... Half gods. Yeah, like little mini gods. That's cute. They were literally worshipped. (laughs) That's cute. And that's kind of, I feel like it makes sense as to why cats are just so bougie today. Um, And just, they hold themselves to such a high standard is because of this. So to continue on, cats were known to protect crops and slow the spread of diseases by killing rodents. Cats were believed to be the physical form of Bastet. Hey, that's cute. So she just got little, hey, that's funny. Little minions. <laughs> so, Get them, my pretties. Right? So I have a little quick story for Bastet. I didn't do one for my other two deities because I couldn't really find any. 
um, relating back to them. But Bastet does have one, and hers is pretty cool. So every day, Bastet would ride through the sky with her father, Ra, on his boat that he pulled the sun through the sky with. While doing this, Bastet would protect her father, and at night, she would turn into a cat to protect Ra from his greatest enemy, who was a pet. Right. And a pep was a serpent. The so serpent of chaos, to be yeah, exact. Exactly. And so with her being in cat form, she was easily right. able to <laughs> get it there. Yeah. So she was nicknamed the Lady of the East, hey, Goddess I'm of the late. Rising Sun, and the All-Seeing Eye. Isn't that just so cool? That's kind of lit, though. Lady what a fucking, mm-hmm. like, what a thing to be known for. I wonder if people did know that, like, because a lot of people get the eye of, like, Ra and I of Horus and everything. But I wonder if they know what they mean. Probably not. I mean, some people do, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm more than likely. It depends on who do. does their research. Yeah, really. I just want to know, like, if I were to ask someone, what they would say. Yeah. So, she was also known as Goddess of the Moon and Eye of the Moon or of Ra. Bastet is still worshipped today, and it's, or, and it's believed she protects cats of today's time. She is sometimes depicted as a lioness as well. So, our little boys are protected My by Bastet. Bastet. <laughs> yeah. Bastet. Little demi-deities. Bastetians. I swear. Um, so, yeah, that is Bastet, and she's just cool as hell. I love it. I just love it so much. And the last deity that I have is, like, not necessarily a worship deity. He's just, like, a helper deity. Mm-hmm. So, his name is Sia, and this is the person. Sia? Chandelier Sia? No, no, no. Sia. The wolf Egyptian Sia? God Sia. <laughs> David Cabasia? <laughs> <laughs> and he is known as the personification of mind. So, Ooh, his appearance. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. His appearance, the body of a male with the head of a bird holding the ancient scroll of intellect. And so for him, he was born from the blood of Ra. But so this story, How? interesting. Well, it's kind of gross. So Ra was apparently circumcising his penis one day. And yeah. Ew. He's, he's, that's weird. Yeah. He's, he's dick blood. That's weird. Yeah, that's grody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, he sits on the right side of Ra holding the ancient papyrus. This text consists of a list of intellectual achievements, and he is considered the spokesman for Ra. So, whenever Ra got some shit to say, he's the little guy that tells people. So, he's the yes man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The protector of kings and the individual. And he offered a great help to Ra, but he is not worshipped and doesn't get his own cult like the other ones. Well, some of the other Gods and gods. That's kind of fucked up though, because he's still notable and still cool. Like, I don't understand like what deems people or certain deities worthy enough to be worshipped and have temples. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's a lot of cool ones out there that just don't get recognized. All right, so that concludes all six of our ancient Egyptian deities. Wow, we have six of them today. We usually do four. We usually do two each. Since we love ancient Egyptian mythology, we decided to throw in a couple extra. But I definitely think this was like fun and worth it. Oh, hell yeah. I think this is one of our more calm down, chill myth mashups. But it was still fun nonetheless. <laughs> I feel like Greek and Norse were really like those lit ones, those lit bitches, and the Celtic. Sarah Nunos is that guy. I still, till this day. <laughs> so. Oh, look at the little girl. 
<laughs> I know we killed these grapes. It's a reason. It was so good. So we have ending questions, as always. <laughs> what would this be deeper than most if we didn't have ending questions? Are you even watching the show if you haven't seen the ending questions? Have, do you even listen to the end to hear the ending questions? The Probably answer. not. <laughs> exactly. Like we want to know your guys' thoughts on the stuff we talk about. So. The ending questions are open for you guys to answer as well, yes. not just us. We want to hear your opinions. Leave your answers in our comments or even yeah. DM, DM us if you like. Exactly. So, you want to go with the first one? Yes. Question number one. Do you remember learning about any of these deities in school? So, for me... um, we learned about Egyptian deities, but, like, we glossed... Not in specific, though. But yeah, we glossed over them, but it was mainly about, like, the economics of Egypt and not mm-hmm. the the gods and deities themselves. So, it was more along the lines of, we're going to teach you about the civilization yeah. of ancient Egyptians, yeah. and then gloss over oh, yeah. and the don't mythology. For- and don't forget the pyramids. And so, yeah, uh, I'd say I remember it, but it wasn't of anything special yeah the only learning i did about them back in school was the research that we had to do like yeah it briefly talked about how they did worship certain gods and whatnot but um what really pushed me to learn about them is doing those projects so i kind of did learn from the school i guess more along the lines from myself so the second question is, if you could be any Egyptian deity, who would you be and why? Any. Any of them. Hmm. If I could be any Egyptian deity. Hmm. Well, while you think, I already know I'll be Bastet. Oh, I already figured that. I mean, <laughs> I love cats. I just love them so much. Like, Yeah. If I had to be one, I'd definitely be... I'd be raw. I'd, I'd be down to be a fucking island. And really? Is run. it weird that I could see you as Anubis, though? Oh. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You give me Anubis vibes. Yeah. Strangely enough. Yeah, I can do that. Anubis <laughs> is the one for me. He's just badass and doesn't care. I can do that. Yeah. I can go with Anubis on that one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but why? Because... Like I said, he's pretty cool. And he's just cool as fuck. He's badass. <laughs> and he looks cool. The way he's depicted is really awesome. Yeah. Number three. Do you think more of Egyptian beliefs are inspired by Greeks? I think yes. If they were including them in scriptures and as well as their mythology and like the things that they believed, um, of course. There's other beliefs that were probably inspired by Greeks. I don't think that they all just came up with it on their own. I'm sure a lot of ancient civilizations would get ideas off of each other and learn things from each other. And probably work together a whole lot better than what what we be doing today. We we always talk about it being like ancient Greek or ancient um, Egyptian language or whatever, whatever. But what if like they were all speaking the same shit? And and when we figured it out, we just... Just different variations. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Probably, that probably is the case. (sighs) Fucking crazy, but we'll never know. 
But yeah, no, definitely. I believe that some beliefs and even a little bit more are inspired by Greeks. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Just kind of how they go about everyday life even. Yeah. yeah. Definitely think there's some guidance or not even guidance, but just hints of Greek within ancient or not even ancient, but within Egyptian life. Mm-hmm. Like their whole lifestyle. And I think it would be the same to say the safe or it would wow. Be what? safe to say the same. <laughs> yeah. Same I think to it say would, the same. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be safe to say the same about Greeks. Like, they probably have Egyptian. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm through. I'm sorry. It was funny. So, question number four is, do you think Egyptian mythology is underrated? Oh, yeah. It's definitely underrated. Yes. And when I say underrated, I mean every uh, aspect of our lives. Like, movies, they don't even go into yeah. it completely. They only yeah. do raw, and then they're through with it. Um, yeah, definitely underrated. Yeah. Of course, you know, Greek gets all the all the praise. And Greek is great, but Greek is great. Greek is great. But um I don't know, it's just Greek is great, but Egyptian is epic. You know? <laughs> you heard it here. That's what we go. That's what we gonna title this episode. <laughs> Greek is great, but Egyptian is epic. Okay, perfect. No, I swear no. to God. Yeah. So we just gonna leave it on that I note. Mean, you heard it here first. <laughs> At this point, this um drink is catching up to me, but we're about to get on live. So with that being said, follow us on all of our social medias. Um, we've got Twitter. We've got. A Facebook group page. Of course, we have Instagram. And we even have TikTok now. TikTok. Who are we? Yeah. Um, so we might make a TikTok, huh? Might make a couple TikToks. Who knows? So we'll see you guys next week for episode 29, which is going to be another FNC series. And I think we're going to Iowa. Yeah. Iowa. 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 Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah um we'll catch you guys next week it's been your host dj and sav and we'll catch you on another episode of deeper, deeper than, than most, most.